Hey everybody! Insert intro music. Welcome everybody. My name is Robert, aka Mr. Incredible, aka Incredible Hulk, aka Featherweight Pillow Fight Champion of the World. Robert. And this is my podcast. The name of the podcast is Not Your Mom's Podcast. Um, An acronym for that is NIMP. Now, if you don't know what a NIMP is, look it up. It's a thing. Um, Also, at the same time, it's called Not Your Mama's Podcast or Not Your Mom's Podcast. Either one works. Um, The reason why it's called that is because there are some subject matter um, and topics that we will be discussing and places that are... Content will be going that might not be something you would share with your mom, and that's completely fine. Um, But some moms might like it, but it might not be your mom's podcast. At any point, um, it is beautiful to be recording right now. Um, Thank you for whoever's listening to it. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um, Right now I'm actually sitting, getting ready to get a workout in. Um... That's probably why it may seem like I'm out of breath. It's because I'm actually all sorts of jacked up. I have a bunch of built-up energy, and I'm super excited to expend it on some weights or hit the iron, as they say. You know, crushing the iron. Um, <laughs> but um, this podcast will have an enormous variety of topics. Also, we'll have guests on, so... If you have any content that you would like to hear me talk about, or if you want to be on the show, reach out to me. Um, I will share all that stuff at the end. Like I said, this is a pilot, so I'm just getting all the formalities out. But right right away, I'd like to get into a topic of fitness and health. I'm um, just talking about it a little bit. Like as I get ready for my workout, I, uh, I've had an illustrious career when it comes to fitness and nutrition. I uh, grew up in a family of three boys. So... Um, you know, we fought for our food at the table. So when you ate, you ate good because you might not have had all the food if you didn't fight for it. Like if you sat back and you're like, um, no, I'm just going to have like about a, a three or 30 ounces and I'm going to make sure that I really watch my caloric intake right now. Can you tell me the macros on that spaghetti? If you did that, you wouldn't eat. And you would have starved. And be it that my family wasn't, you know, the most uh, well-off. You know, there was a little dysfunction there. We, When we ate, we ate, you know, the easiest stuff like hamburger helper. Things that you could make in big amounts, you know, uh, for cheap so we could eat for days, you know. Because if there was, God forbid, any leftovers, because usually we crushed every meal we had, if there was leftovers, those leftovers didn't last long. Usually two hours later, the leftovers were gone. So with that, I was a big boy. Genetics-wise, also, genetically, I am the um, predisposed, uh, what is that word? Predisposed? Uh, predisposed? Um, I, as you might find out, vocabulary isn't always my strong suit, so I had a predisposition to being big, um, with my genetics. So I have two big older brothers, and 
So with the genetics and with the nutrition I built going up, because we weren't into eating healthy, we were just eating to survive, um, I got big, and I was a bigger boy. I was chunky. I was a chunky boy. Um, and just to let you know, usually people, when they start conversations with, I was a chunky boy, um, they're not a chunky boy anymore. No, I'm still a chunky boy, unfortunately. Um, but I'm working on it, because actually I wasn't a chunky boy for a while there in college. I was big throughout high school. I was overweight. Um, I got up to about 340, and then when I got to college, I really made great friends with uh, a lot of the strength coaches at my college and worked out twice a day for about a month and regularly for a good Actually, no, I think it was about three months I worked twice a day and then regularly for six months and lost uh, 80 pounds, got down to 260. Um, that was definitely the lightest I've ever been in my entire life since middle school. I think I was 260 coming into middle school as like a sixth grader. I don't know if that's true fact, but it so I'm not sure if that was the case, but I was a big boy. So I got down to 260 and a big part of that was nutrition. It's 80% nutrition is what I found out is because once I decided to change my point of view of what food looked like and I limited what I brought into my life and only ate what was good for me and necessary for my vision and my goals, it completely changed. Everything did. Like I didn't even have to work out and the pounds fell off, which is why I've been able to keep the figure I have today, which is chunky boy, but it's not obese. But technically, according to the BMI, which is the most ridiculous scale I've ever seen in my entire life, is outdated and should be outlawed. I'm obese. And that's fine because I'd rather be super muscular and strong and obese than a withering um, stick of a man. Um, and that's not judging anybody who is very skinny. It's just that doesn't work for me. So uh, that's not my vision. So with that... Nutrition was important, super important, um, because once I changed my point of view, you know, Socrates said, eat to live, don't live to eat. And I think that's huge. And I think a lot of people could benefit from just thinking about that, and letting it process deep in their mind frame is that like eating in its purest form is for survival, it's for sustenance, it's not for entertainment or enjoyment or pleasure. You know, when cavemen came up, they they didn't just have their food handed to them where they could sit on their asses and eat whatever they wanted. They hunted for their food, they got their food, and the food wasn't something of, like, pleasure for them. It was, I get to wake up, I get to feed my family, I get to feed myself so I survive, and anything extra is nice, but that's not the point of this. The point is I get what I need to survive. So that's the tie that food has, sustenance has. And the thing about that also is that they put in a lot of work to get that food. It wasn't, food didn't come to them. Like a saber-toothed tiger didn't walk over to them and be like, hey, I'm good, and then just die, and they cooked it. They fought their asses off. They hunted, and that's why they were in great shape because it took physical activity to get their food. Nowadays, you literally don't have to leave your home, and food comes to you, and it can be the most disgusting food ever because it tastes good, and that's what people think is important when it comes to your food choice. And that was something that changed for me back um, years ago which has allowed me to change my nutrition, change my view of food, and allowed me to lose the 80 pounds that I ended up losing. So a lot of things happened to me. I um, ended up losing my job and getting into a car accident. 
and moved back home for a little bit, got a job, rose in the ranks. It was great, and I, 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 I fluctuated a little bit. I think I gained about 20 pounds back, so I was about 280, which is fine. That was a good place for me. Um, but then I also had a lot of different other life events that threw me and threw me off my path, and I also met somebody, and they um, weren't healthy, um, in their eating and their exercise. And, um, instead of being strong in my discipline, I let that influence me, which is completely my responsibility. And I ended up gaining some more weight. And I think I'm hovering around the 300 pound area, which is, um, about halfway from my starting point, which isn't terrible, but also not where I want to be. I want to get back to where I was because I felt amazing when I was there. So as I kind of come back to this journey as I do another round two of getting some more weight loss I definitely want to inspire people share with people get vulnerable and let people know that like it's not pretty and you're not the only one doing it you know and it's not easy but again you're not the only one doing it and you can do it it's been done I've done it and I can do it again and that's because I believe and it's my vision and I'm holding myself to a higher standard and higher integrity and accountability to get done what I want. But then I also tool around with the fact of like, what am I doing it for? And I think the big thing I resonated with is I want to be healthy and I know I'm worth it to look good. You know, a lot of people want to look good, but then they don't think they're worth the time and effort to put in to look good. So they don't and they sit back and they they learn to love themselves which is great you should love yourself always love yourself because you are amazing just the way you are and with that love for yourself you definitely should love yourself enough to not be complacent and to not stop you know you can love yourself and still want to better yourself i think that's a disconnection that a lot of people have is if I try to change myself, if I try to make myself look skinnier, look healthier, do things to better myself, then that's me not loving myself because if I loved myself, why would I want to change myself? And I think the big thing is, is that if you love yourself, you'll always want more and better for yourself and that looks like whatever you want it to. So for me, I'm really diving deep into self-worth and what it looks like to know that I'm worth the extra effort it takes to take care of myself. Like I don't always have to just take care of other people. I can take care of myself first. You know, like in an airplane, I put the mask on myself so I can take care of others and that's okay because I'm more effective when I take care of myself. I love more when I love myself. And that's a huge thing I'm diving deep into that will bring me much growth. And what will create the most growth is the fact that I'm getting uncomfortable you know, stepping out of complacency and stepping into hard work is uncomfortable. And that's where all the growth happens is in the uncomfortable zone. If you think about it, you look back and your biggest transformational moments of your life, the things that did the most for you or created the most for you, really look back and think to yourself, how comfortable were you in that moment? I'm very confident to say that that was probably a very uncomfortable moment in your life. A lot of my growth has come from being very uncomfortable. You know, even the, the tragedies I told you about with the car accident, losing my job and having to move, like everything happened for a reason and everything after those tragedies was 
magic or growth came or another opportunity. You know, as one door closed, more opened, and through those doors brought me a new view of life and a new life skill and things I will carry with me. You know, on this beautiful path, I'm learning a lot and I'm following down roads that I didn't even know I was going to be on. You know, if you showed me a map of my life, there is no way I would think I'd be here. And that's beautiful because that's untapped territory that I've never even thought to go. And with untapped territory comes possibility, adventure, love, the unknown, growth. It's amazing. So that's what I'm up to. And with this second cycle of really tackling my health and my nutrition... I'm looking to go with that mindset as I've gone through so much that you'll learn through this podcast, what I've gone through and what I've seen. And hopefully you can come join me and bring your experiences and the things you've experienced um, to this podcast. And we can grow together because I stand for transformation and a ripple effect of love, joy and laughter and healing throughout the world. Um, and so it starts with me. I get to heal me. And love myself and work on myself. And that's what I'm up to with this new nutrition and fitness um, goal I'm setting for myself. Um, so I'm about to get a workout in. I'm super excited about that. I, uh, I was working night shift for uh, about six months. And those six months were hell. If you've never worked a night shift job... Try it for a week just to feel what it's like to have your equilibrium just completely flipped upside down and shook. During that six months, I had plenty of materials and plenty of opportunity to create stories and become a victim of my circumstance of why I didn't work out. And I used it. And there is some health actual facts that are roped in that as well. It's not all just story and a victimhood that I created because there is that and I take responsibility for that that I could have rose above that. But the health, it just didn't work. I like sit back and there wasn't good, bad, right or wrong. It was what worked and what didn't work and I realized that did not work for me. I could not work out um, during the day because I was that was my sleep time and if I didn't sleep, I wasn't I didn't have enough energy to work out but if I slept, I didn't have enough time to work out. And also, I worked 12-hour shifts at night, so it's not even like I was had a lot of time. I had, you know, usually after driving and sleeping, like an hour. And I'm not very good at only working out for an hour. Like, I like to work out. When I work out, I go for three-some hours because I'm in the zone. I'm crushing. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. So... When I'm in there, it's game on. And with that, it just didn't work. So now I'm switching to daytime. I'm switching back to daytime work so I can use nights for sleeping, which is what it was meant for, I think. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so thanks for listening. I uh, just wanted to share a little bit. We can go more into that later in a later episode when we can more talk about different topics like supplements, workouts, macros, nutrition, and that kind of stuff. Just wanted to give you a little tidbit of what I'm up to today. Um, and this doesn't always have to be serious. Like it sounds like it sounds somewhat serious, but hopefully you laughed throughout some of um, what I said because I 
definitely overall want this to be a fun, loving, informational, transformational podcast that everybody enjoys and gets something out of. So we will laugh. Um, I do have a wide, massive sense of humor. Hopefully you do as well. I try to find hilarity in everything just because I rather laugh and smile through something instead of feel pain and suffering. Pain and suffering will happen. Um, but the difference is that I don't want the suffering to be long because pain is a momentary thing. Suffering is how long you let that pain last. And I'm not one to suffer. I want to feel the pain, feel the emotions, all of them. And then as soon as I can bring some sort of levity to the situation or laughter and joy, I know that's healthier for me. I know that'll help me move on. Laughter and joy is more empowering than pain, which is disempowering. You know, um, unless if you can channel the pain and turn it around and have it be empowering, which I think is what I do through my comedy and laughter. So come along with me on my journey. This is the first episode of many. Um... If you have any questions or anything, you can reach me at my multiple uh, social media platforms. They're very all new right now, so there's not much content, but we will create content together. Um, you can reach me at the nymph. Um, that's my Twitter handle, the nymph. T h e n y m p. Um, you can reach me at. Email my email is uh, notyourmomspodcast at yahoo.com. You can email me any questions. Um, I'm also on Instagram at uh, not your mama's podcast because somebody has not your mom's podcast. Somebody has that. I'm trying to acquire that handle for Instagram, but I don't have it right now, so it's not your mama's. So it's all phonetic. Not Your Mama's Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can follow me there. And I also have a Tumblr. So you can follow me on there too or throw content at me or share with me. Um, it's Not Your Mom's Podcast as well. So uh, with that, I bid you adieu. This has been Robert. This has been Not Your Mom's Podcast. And insert outro.